Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. Yeah. You'd be yeah. better with the intro. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, oh, you guys are asking. This is take, this is take 15, everybody. Uh, two-thirds of the show was right. Well, Matt can laugh. You have no right to laugh, Ty, because you were wrong about your prediction for the Raptors-Celtics. In what are you talking about? I, be- I never once bet against the Raptors at all. I bet every single – I'm sorry, I never bet against the Celtics once. Okay. Every time I bet was on the Celtics this, this series. But, Ty – on real note, though, uh, I know you're a closet Celtics fan because I do appreciate the Marcus Smart text that you sent out right after he made a huge play. Oh my so god, I respect that. You, I you do like happy. the Celtics. I do like the Celtics. Oh, good, good to know. Good to know. He's passionate so, as shit. But Matt, you didn't get a chance to uh, talk about the series, reflect on it at all before we preview the Heat. This is our main focus of this episode. Do you have anything that you wanted to say before we completely put a bow on the Eastern Conference? Uh, yeah, I would say it was that like game sevens. I love game seven. I mean, how like though throughout the whole game, you know, there was excitement, there was nervousness, it was like I didn't know what was gonna happen. It was great. It was great. And I think the play that I'll always remember is that Marcus Smart block, man. That was absolutely positively incredible. I've never All seen time. a guy like his size, you know, I've seen LeBron do it, whatever. Um, I've never seen a guy look like he was beat like he was on that play because obviously it was transition. And him to quickly turn in like a second and a half and pin that dude was incredible. Like absolutely incredible. It was your guy Powell too, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it was just an incredible play for a guy, especially his size, like to, to react that quick and then pin that dude. It was I mean, it was game-changing, but he just made plays throughout the whole game that were, like, inspiring. I thought they were inspiring. Like, I don't think a lot of, like, uh, you know, if there's guys that listen to this podcast that are still playing basketball for, you know, college, high school, whatever it may be, like, I just hope people realize that, like, guys like Mark are smart. That's how you make a team. That's how you get a role, establish a role, when you're willing to give up your body and make winning plays. That's why I've always said, you know, people want to trade him. I don't think you should. I would never trade this guy because – Obviously, if you wanted like a crap load of money, I maybe would talk about that. But if like he's happy with what he's making, like you need on championship teams, you need guys like Marcus Smart. Like people want to argue Patrick Beverly before, and now I'm starting. To, I hope people have seen like 
Patrick Beverly's kind of fake. Like, he ain't really a good defender. Marcus Smart is an excellent defender. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly's more of, like, that kind of dickhead that, like, just, you know, I don't know, just gets into shit. But, and he he's always the effort calls guy, him. like Westbrook calls him. He's the effort guy. A lot of yeah. shit and no bite. <laughs> yeah, like, he ain't Mar- Marcus Smart makes game-to-game, like, winning plays that you might – it might not – you all you might remember in the game is him mi- missing a bad three or something like that. But, like, if you really watch the game, you you understand, like, what he does for the team is so valuable because he just makes plays that nobody else can make on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's what stuck out the most to me in game seven. I mean, I was happy that, you know, uh, Tatum had a decent game, I, but I didn't, I, I, I've been more impressed with Jalen Brown than Tatum. I, I'll be honest with you. I think Jalen Brown has been their best player on a consistent basis. I know Ty likes to hear that, but I really do. I'm, I'm very impressed with how he plays. I mean, I know he had a couple bad games in the series, but he did. overall, I think he's been the best player on their team, defensively, <laughs> offensively. I don't know. I just, I just, I feel that. I, I think Tatum's still trying to figure his stuff out, because um, there's too many times where I get pissed is that he'll catch the ball, and he'll wait too long in the shot clock, and then drive and then kick, and then the guy who's receiving the pass literally has three seconds to do something with it. Like, I think he needs to establish his offense quicker. Like he needs to make quicker decisions with the ball and not let it stick. But I, I could ramble on about that. But no, 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 I, please do because that's something that I didn't necessarily catch. And I even I was I thought that Tatum had been the better player in the series. As much as Jalen Brown did a really good job with Siakam throughout most of it, and, and Ty pointed out last episode that Siakam was was a non-factor in this series. I felt like Jalen's offense, you know, he he struggled obviously with the shot throughout the course of the series and found it at times too. But um, he, there were times he was selling for threes when he couldn't, when he could have gone and he wasn't finding the stroke and Tatum on the other hand adjusted, but that's something I missed. What else did you see? Yeah. I, I just, I just thought he, I just thought he like, there's a lot of times where he just holds the ball and takes like, especially in that game seven. I remember him taking some really bad shots, like fadeaway jumper, like, cause he puts himself in those positions. It's not that I'm mad. He took a fadeaway jumper, but he's taking it because there's two or three seconds left on the shot clock. I, I just, I. My problem with him is that if he wants to be a really great player, he's got to start being a facilitator. And mm-hmm. I think that's – I think at times that's why I can see why people say we miss Gordon Hayward because Gordon Hayward can facilitate better than most. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm fine with that point. But I think where Tatum needs to develop and, – and same with Brown. Like they got to be able to facilitate better not just be – I catch the ball. Like when Tatum gets the ball, I automatically think he's going to shoot it. Like that's – which for eighty percent of the time I'm okay with that, but there's times where you 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 can't shoot it and you got to pass it, or you need to take the ball and, and create for somebody else earlier in the shot clock. So it's not like they're catching the ball, or, or it's like people get mad at Semi Like, well, some of the times Tatum puts him in that position where he has to shoot it because there's three seconds left. So I don't know. I I I felt like overall, like Jalen Brown to me was the more consistent player through at least the playoffs so far. Like. I don't know if you guys realize this, and I didn't until, like, after the game, but the Celtics didn't score a field goal for the last, like, five minutes of that fourth quarter. I can't believe they won that game. Huh. I didn't know. We didn't bring that up at all. Did you know that time? Free throw. They had a bunch of free throws. They had, them, right? Yeah. They, so, with, like, four-something to go, the score, they had 88. I, I believe the Raptors had 78. Um, And they did not score a field goal for that rest of the game. It was Tate – it was they had like six free throws. Grant Williams missed two yep. of them. Tatum hit two of them, and I believe it was Marcus Smart hit two of them. I think was the other guy. Maybe or maybe. Kemba or Kemba. Kemba, what, whatever. Kemba missed two. He he went over two. Remember yes. that? Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. what I'm saying. They didn't make a field goal, and that's scary because 
I think they got lucky because Tatum and Tatum, especially because I and Kemba, Tatum and Kemba, I'll give them both the blame. Like, you got to close that. How do you not score a field goal for that long? That is bananas to me. Neither but, one of them. Yeah, that they, the Kemba was more concerning from more of a concern for me in this series. Coming out of it, we hear that his knee is is feeling good and everything, so that's great. And but Matt, obviously, you brought up Hayward. The question of how much are we going to see him, if at all, in this series is a. Is a point of conversation right now, and I'm curious. We'll get to it in a second, but I want to have an answer from you later. How many games do you need Gordon Hayward in this series in order to win this series? But Ty, first, I, you were talking to me before we we got the show rolling about uh, Brad Stevens' comments about the Heat as we switch over to the Eastern Conference Finals, and he apparently compared them to the Golden State Warriors. I don't know if it was with Kevin Durant or not, but at least when they were you know really good before KD got there or while he was there. And he's saying that the Heat are somehow on their level in some capacity. Um, I think it's a bit of reach, though. Yeah, the quote was, uh, the Heat are probably the closest team in the Eastern Conference that we've seen uh, to the Warriors with regard to their cutting and shooting. Okay. And in that aspect, maybe, like, statistically they're similar, but, like, nobody is more or as threatened by the Miami Heat than they are Steph, Clay and Durant, or even Steph Clay and Igudala in the early stage, or Steph Clay and Harrison Barnes in the early stages of the Warriors. Like, no one's as threatened by the Heat as they are the Warriors, which I know it's Brad doing coach speak through the media. He's probably saying that same exact thing about, you know, they move without the ball great, so we have to be a bit more physical and not allow them to get to their spots type thing. And he's doing the same thing with the media. So I'm not surprised he's saying it. I know it's a stretch, but, like, this is like beyond a stretch. Like, there's the Heat are a good team. Don't get me wrong. But like, they're not even close to the Warriors at all. Like, there has been better Celtics team in the last ten years than this help than this Heat team mm-hmm. in terms of cutting and shooting the ball. So, I, I don't, I don't get that. I, oh. I, I agree with Ty fully. And just to let you know, Gordon Hayward's already been ruled out for Game One. I right. Just got an update. Right. Um, but I agree with Ty. I, I think at the end of the day, and this can go in our Gordon Hayward conversation. If the Celtics are fully healthy, they are the more talented team. I I believe that. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're drafting this series, I would I would assume I don't know what you guys would be. I'm assuming in the top ten, would probably or at least top five, would be more Celtics than Heat players. If we're just talking on pure talent, we're not necessarily trying to build a team. Yeah, pure you're talent, have, pure talent. Yes, you're gonna pick more Celtics than Heat. But Matt, one thing we talked about in that um, in the episode after Game Seven was. Who's more talented, the Raptors or the Heat? Because we know the Heat are coming with that same effort level right now. Um, the Rap, the Heat are the hotter team, but who's more talented in your mind? I, I would, I, I like the Heat play a lot of the Heat players, so I think it'd be close. I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, the Heat are way more talented. I don't, I think it's close, but I would pick the Heat. But I think that's more biased because I enjoy watching the Heat players play. Okay. Um, where I like hate Lowry. I fuck, I hate him. I despise <laughs> that man. You but, do. Oh, yeah. oh, that's weird. I didn't know. It's a, it's I didn't a know weird take. Why would you hate Kyle Lowry? He's such a he's he's such a fun he's player to watch. Famer. Yeah, he's future. an all famer. Oh god. I just I just love the Heat. I just love the Heat players. Other than like I hate I still hate Olenek, but he plays well in their system. I hate him. I despise mm-hmm. that man. No, nah, that's strong. I just don't like him. I think he's soft. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I I I just think the way they play and they have a great culture. And Jimmy Butler, say what you want about him, but that guy is tough as nails. So I really like him. Um, 
who would you guys pick? I'm, I'm assuming you guys think the Raptors are more talented. Uh, I said the Heat. Ty says the Raptors still. Okay. I mean, Raptors, say, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't like hardly disagree with. It. I could see someone picking. I just don't really. After this series too, like I, I'm really down on Siakam. I thought Siakam was way better. Maybe mm-hmm. he just had a really bad series, but. Um, but the I big thing th- for me is the three point shooting at all this. I think that the Heat are that they're more I of a threat after what we saw with the Raptors. I mean, it's not even close. Anybody would be more of a threat than the Raptors after uh, that series. I I don't know. I think that the I think the Celtics match up better with the Heat. Uh, you know, size wise, all that. Like they're not going to play that. I think Kemba's going to have a better series. They're not going to play that funky defense like Toronto was playing. I think that really screwed up Kemba. All those zones and stuff, and the box and ones. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I think they match up better, and they're more talented. But obviously, talent doesn't win. I the Heat are the tough. They're gritty. Um, they got a lot of different weapons that they can use. But like at the end of the day, like like I'm uh, people might give me flack for this. Jay Crowder starts for them. Let's just be real. <laughs> Wait for the Jay Crowder Heat. Uh, like, <laughs> I, Jay Crowder is a nice player, but he starts for them. Come on, like I knew that was coming. He's, he's I liked well. him when he was here. I enjoyed him, I, but yes. I don't I hate him. I actually like him. I think he's tough and all that stuff, but, like, I don't know. He's I like just, a poor man's Marcus Smart. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess – and he's played well for them. I yeah, think – I, I, It's just purpose. And, and I guess if – go back to your Gordon Haywood question. Uh, Ty, how many games do you think he'll play? If I, if I were working in Vegas, bet, I would – We're betting. I'd say, three, I'd say three and a half. Three and a half Oof. games. See, and I think if you said that three and a half, I'd take the under. I just think he saw I, – I think he's, like, they're going to baby him through this. Because I saw Brad, like, you know, tweet the other day saying, like uh, – or, you know, in the press conference he said something like, you know, we don't know – they don't know for sure, like, at some point in the series. Like, well, what does that mean, though? It's so vague. Like, it just seems like they're being cautious, which I, I get. But it's like, all right, this is the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, you have a really good shot to go to the Finals. My concern more is – oh, I, I mean – we can't really we can't predict either way how many games are gonna they're gonna play, but how many do you feel? Because I, I think we're all in agreement. You need Gordon Hayward in some capacity to win this series. And Ty, how many games do you need him to play in to win this series? I, I guess that's what matters more to me. I um I think you need him for at least. I don't I don't know. That's a, a tough question because like is. I know he's not there for game one, but I still think they would win game one. So it's not like. I, I don't. So they, I, they could probably win the series without him. To be honest with you, like I don't know. I don't. I okay. I didn't say that with the Raptors in yeah, that case. And I'd be. I'd probably be reluctant to say it if it happened here with the Heat. But knowing that he is going to be available for at least one, it sounds like because they kept saying on TV he's going to leave at the end of the month. Right. And in what is it, September nineteenth or eighteenth is his four week mark, and he's not close to that. So what are we talking about here? He's available for five days, like for. I'm two thinking. Games, I think if you if you have him available for two games, he can help you win one. He can help you bail, bail you out of one. You might lose one of the other ones, and that's fine. If you go one and one with Hayward there, then that's that makes a huge difference. And then I think that group can win you three on their own. If he's there for two games, I would pick the Celtics to win the series. Okay, and if he's there for one, you don't pick the Celtics. No, I still would. I think I think if he's not there for any of them. Okay. I mean, if he's there for one game. I don't think he's gonna be back at all. That's kind of stupid. What? I think he, if he's there, he's gonna be. He's there for more than a game. I think he knows the schedule at this point. I that's, mean, like it's kind of hard to predict with the pregnancy. But of course, I'm not trying to say that. But right, I think he's committed to like at this point. I can pencil in more than one. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I get what you mean. I, I get what you mean. What were you saying, Matt? I was sorry. I was gonna say like my issue with that is then why even like try to work him back if you're gonna have to win the series without him, or you're only gonna have him for one or two games. Why even try? Like, is it worth it? I think so. I don't know. I just like mentality wise, not as a player or. I think it's. I, I think for him, they're looking at it as if he leaves the bubble and it's and he's not rehabbing right for the pregnancy and everything. Let's say he's gone for max what four days or something like that. Then he, if they get to the finals, you're going to be able to have him back well before you know uh, game four or whatever. If they, if it gets to that point, I think I think that it's realistic for Hayward to play if if the Celtics win the Eastern Conference Finals for him to make it to play in the finals and play in the majority of the series. I don't know, I'm just I guess my question is, okay, so if he plays in one game, these how good is he going to be in that one game? He hasn't played. Like he, he's coming off an injury, he hasn't played. Like, mm-hmm. is there really? That's why I say two games. That's why I say two games. That first one he may not be there, but the second one he he may could make he could make more of a difference. And even then, Matt, if he's not out there, if if even if he's not out there at his absolute best, the Heat are still going to respect Gordon Hayward. They're not going to just you know treat him like he's I, I don't know uh, you know Grant Williams as much as he's been a sharpshooter for them in the postseason. It <laughs> sounds so stupid, but he's actually shot well. But you get my I think you get my point, right? Yeah, I get your point. I don't know. I just, I just have a hard time with it. I guess. So then, more importantly, so Ty, you see it as if this, if Hayward's back for one game at all, you're taking the Celtics. But are you? But you're not taking them if Hay- with no Hayward whatsoever. I think it'd be a seven game coin flip, like Glenn Orway would say. I'm not trying to get out <laughs> of it, but like, but I, I honestly do think you're playing probably the hottest team in basketball that I've seen in a while. Like this team's playing really good. Uh, they have shooters. They have great ball movement. They're coached well. Jimmy Butler is a perimeter lockdown guy. Like I, he's gonna probably be put on Tatum. I would assume the entire series. Has and Tatum is Tatum's not gonna get any looks at all. Like Tatum is gonna get double teamed with Jimmy Butler on him. So it's gonna be up to guys like Tyson Smart to go off again this series. Is it- I, I, I I probably still pick the Celtics in a seven game series without Hayward. But I think the value of Hayward is underestimated by a lot of people. Is this bad for me to say, Ty, that as much as I like the Heat defensively, I think it will be easier for some of the Celtics to, like like I said, Kemba and stuff, to score. Like I don't feel like the Heat – I felt like Toronto has better defenders, even though they were playing zone and stuff. But I think they were doing that because of Gasol and whatever. They couldn't really guard the pick-and-roll with Kemba. But, like, where the Heat probably have a better chance because Bam can actually switch. But, like, overall defenders, like, you know, Duncan – no offense to, like, Duncan Robinson and – uh, Drogic and uh, Tyler Hero. I think they're all, you know, good players, and th- they all have, they all bring really good stuff to the table. Are they really as good defenders as like a Siakam and an Ananobi and a no, you know, no a way, Kyle Lowry and a Fred? Like, I just felt like Toronto was really tough defensively, and that's why, I, again, like I give them a credit in the sense of they fought for those seven games, like they fought tooth and nail, and you know they grind it out. And I, I think the Heat are tough and all that stuff too. Like Jay Crow is a good defender. Jimmy Butler is a really good defender. They have good defenders. I'm just saying, I feel like the Celtics are going to have better chances to score in the series, I guess. Butler is the better defender of, of all the players between those two teams, the Raptors and, and the heat. Like Ty, where is Butler for you when it comes to perimeter defenders, like across the league, not just in this group. I would choose Kawhi as the best overall defender in the league in terms of just give me a guy to guard anybody. Don't care if it's, Embiid, if it's Kyle Lowry, Kyrie, 
I can put Kawhi on him and know he's going to do a damn good job. I think number two is Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler's proven it in, in a lot of playoff series in this in this league, important playoff series that he can shut down guys or limit them defensively and still score 20 points, get him eight boards and 10 assists. Like he can do so much in this league. If he was just purely focused on being a defender, I think he would have such a bigger rep for that. But I think when he locked into the playoffs and those assignments, he takes it to another level than the regular season. So I don't think he gets the credit that a lot of people, you know, don't give him for being a lockdown defender. But I love Jimmy Butler, and that's probably because I'm a Bulls fan and he played for them, and I saw it personally. <laughs> but I love, I love Jimmy as a perimeter defender, and I'm not going to say I'm worried about Tatum in the series, but it's going to be a whole other ball game rather than having OG and an OB on him, who is a really, really good defender in this league. But I think Jimmy is going to take it to the next step in terms of trash talk and getting in his head with that and, you know, as well as defense. Right. Now, now, Matt, Ty brought up the, the, how Tyson Smart had to step up on the offensive end with Tatum dealing with Jimmy Butler. To me, it's I look at it as Jalen Brown has to be kind of what he was in the Sixers series a little more. And I know he had his moments in the Raptors series where he looked great, but Kemba's the other one where as much as you're always about Smart, you love Kemba. You know, I, I know you are there with, with a lot of people where, you know, what you had in that position last year, you, how can you not love Kemba? Do you look at him a little bit differently going into this series? Where, where do you stand on him yeah, right now? I think he's the one. If you have to ask someone to step up offensively, it's got to be him. I, I I don't know who guards him in the series, and I don't really think it – like if it's not Jimmy Butler, I don't think anybody can really guard Kemba in this series. No. So I think it's his – because I'm like, Ty, if I'm the Heat, I'd put my best defender on their best player. Because if Jimmy Butler's on Tatum, you don't really have to double. Like, I wouldn't have to send a double. I'm just saying my thing is that I think Kemba has got to be – is the X factor, I think, especially if Gordon Hayward, who knows when he comes back. But Kemba's got to be the X factor. And and I think Jalen Brown will find his consistency more, But and I'm, and I'm not really worried about that. But I would say it's Kemba. I think Kemba has to, you know, not prove his worth, but, like, you know, he's at the Eastern Conference final. You're getting paid. You know, you're the top dog. Like, well, one of the top dogs, you got to step up. Like, he's been – he was kind of – bad in a couple of those Toronto games. Like, he's really got to be more consistent. So, them. Matt, uh, if you're going to put Tatum – I mean, I would have no problem putting Tatum on Butler and vice versa. But if you're the Heat and Eric Spolster, what do you do with Jalen Brown? Do you put Shea Crowder, your guy, on him? I think I – again, I I I was kind of – yeah, I hate not Crowder. I just – I hated how people treated him here like he was like God. But – I yes, I'd put Crowder on Brown. I think you have to. I don't know who else. Would, you're not putting Duncan Robinson on him. You're not putting no. The, I think that that's why I said like if the Celtics have all the guys, they got Hayward, they got all those guys. You can create a lot of mismatches because this you. I I don't think the Heat have as good defenders across the board as you know. I think they play good team defense, but I don't think they have good individual defenders like Toronto did all the way across the board. But um, yeah, I would I would probably put Crowder on Brown. And I, I would put Butler on. That's how I kind of am. And I know, I know how Jimmy Butler works. Like, he's so competitive. Like, he wants to take that matchup. But you know who – it's just like – and it's just like smart. I Like, personally, I think Marcus Smart is like – if he's not if he's not top three, I don't know, you know. I think he's top three defender in this league. I'd, take, I'd put Marcus Smart on anybody. You seen those stats of what he did to Lowry? Mm-hmm. When he guarded him in that series? Straps. Yes. He yes. strapped his ass up. And and I I believe he could do that to a lot of guys in this league. So, um, like I'm not really. That's the thing is like I, Jimmy Butler is like a wild card. Like scored like 40 in that first game against the Bucks. 
And then he's kind of like, I don't know, the next game he only had like, I don't know, like 11 or 12. Like, he's just such a wild card. I think the X factor for the Celtics in this series defensively, like last uh, last year, as I said, they couldn't let Powell go off, couldn't let Fred uh, Van Fleet. Those are the two guys. For the for them, it's Tyler Hero. You cannot let him get off because that dude that dude gets buckets. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta lock you gotta lock that thing down. I think it's him and Drogic. Are they two X factors? Those guys make them go. And when they play well, they're they're really good. You want to hear a crazy stat? Jimmy Butler averages thirty one points per game when he averages at least ten free throw attempts per game. When he doesn't reach that ten free throw attempts per game, his free his points per game drops to seventeen. Wow, that's wild. Thirty one points a game, what ten or more free throws, all the way down to seventeen. Or I'm sorry, that's... fourteen. A seventeen point drop when he does not get to the free throw line as much. So hmm. if you're gonna put Marcus Smart on him, which I think is probably the case, I don't know if you're gonna put Tatum on him. I think Tatum has been playing very very good defense, like. He's been Brad's been like every game just raving about Tatum's defense, mm-hmm. and he makes highlight blocks and everything. But I think in this series, you put Marcus Smart on him and kind of preserve Jason Tatum's yes. energy. Yes, yeah, and and I think you do that and and kind of probably I wouldn't say hide Tatum on Crowder, but that's mm-hmm. probably the matchup you would do. And that way, you know that Marcus Smart, a guy who is going to play great defense without fouling. That's that right there tells you everything. That's the key. Just don't foul Jimmy Butler, and you're probably going to win this series in five if you do not put him at the line a ton right there. And speaking of, of preserving energy, too, where I, one thing I definitely overlooked in the course of the Raptors series with Jalen Brown was he's dealing with Pascal Siakam, where we saw like Matt, Matt called him out for not being all that skilled. He's trying to back Jalen Brown down a little bit more than anything else. Yeah, he had some moves here and there, but he's dealing with the physical guy. In this series, I mean, Matt, who are you putting him on Duncan Robinson? Who are you putting him on to start out? Jalen Brown. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero? It does I don't yeah, I don't I don't know. Off I the dribble, Tyler, right? Tyler Hero comes off the bench, so I mean, yeah, when he comes either in. Either way, I, either way, you're not he's not dealing my point is more so, not to get you guys tied up, is that he's just he's not gonna face a guy like Pascal Siakam, who's as physical. So that could have impacted no. Jalen's offense too. We're worried about that with Tatum in this series. Yeah, Brown, I mean, Brown worked his butt off in that series guarding uh Siakam. Uh, yeah, I I I would put I'd put your top dog on Jimmy Butler. He makes them go. I'd put Marcus Smart right on his ass. Let them go at it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'd stick Brown like Tyler said, just matchup wise. Brown or Tatum could guard Crowder. Um, you know, Kemba's gonna have to guard Drogic. Or oh, one of them could guard Drogic. I tell you, I, you can't let that dude get off, man. That dude gets. That dude is like the. Like he's not yeah, as good he's a pep. as was, a well. I was gonna call him Ginobili. He's not as good as Ginobili, oh, okay. but that's who, that. that's who he reminds me of, though. Hmm. His game, crafty, lefty, yeah, crafty, crafty lefty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's not as good as Ginobili, but he, that's who right. he reminds me of. But my two ex, whenever those dudes on the floor, you gotta lock that down. You can't let Drogic and, and Hero really hurt you because that's when I watched that Buck series, man. That those are the two guys that killed them. Before we get into predictions, the one last thing I want to make note of, too, is a guy who I've criticized in the past, and we've pra- I've praised him big time this year. Uh, he didn't win Coach of the Year. Nurse did. But Eric Spolstra, he's proven that he's, he's, yes. uh, he's an amazing basketball mind. Yep, no question about it. And Nurse adjusted well in this series. I, I'm, and I think that he's dealing – yes, he's be- dealing with better uh, overall defenders. Like if you had a, like another coach there and you insert him in that situation, he just has guys who are better on that end of the floor – but where we're talking about the Heat and they don't necessarily have that same cal- same caliber of players, 
Spolster's going to have a lot of – he's going to know how to handle the Celtics. Like he's going to put the, his guys in the best position to succeed throughout all this. So that's just one thing I think that can't be overlooked. And I don't know – I know Brad has done a good job, and throughout the playoffs he's utilized every aspect of his team as best as he can, I think. But Spolstra, I don't know. We're, I know everybody loved Nurse this year, but I think Spolstra, I, I, still, I give him the edge when I look at those three guys right now. I don't know how See much it's going to play out on the court, but I, I think Spolster is the better, the more experienced season mind too in all this. Uh, of who? Spolstra, I'm, who I'm saying Spolstra, Stevens, and Nurse. As much as Nurse was coach of the year, I still like Spolstra more. Why? Because I think he's taken a team that everybody overlooked throughout the course of the year, and he's found a guy that he meshes with perfectly, and then he's found other guys who were nothing and turned them into a team that, as much as Matt wants, Matt was you know hating on the Bucks in the bubble before most people were, we didn't think that they were going to go and lose. I, I didn't really think they were going to lose to the Heat, and they lost in five frigging games. That's a I lot. Call, that's a person on Spolstra. I, I kind of called that. You were ahead of him. You were ahead of him. For months, I said, there, yes. was ahead of David, him. But was everybody David, else? David Jacoby called it back in, like, June. He said, message me when the Bucks and the Heat meet – or the Bucks and the Heat meet in the playoffs, I will pick the Heat to beat them. Okay, well, great. So that's two I'm people. Saying, I've been saying they Bucks were flawed, and I said I liked the Heat, that they could beat them in the series because they matched up well against them. Uh, when your best player's not a jump shooter, they're flawed. Like, they're super is that flawed. Not in part, is that not in part because of Spolstra, though? Like, that's what I'm trying to get at in all this. And I think that's yeah, not I think, in the series. I, th- I think he has oh. a part in it. I think he has a part in it. You don't think so, Ty? No, I think if the seeding was differently and, and the Heat played the Raptors in that last series, the Heat are not being the Raptors, and I don't think that we would call Eric Spolster this you know, great coach. I think that he rode the coattails to LeBron to a couple uh, – I almost called it World Series, which would have been insane. <laughs> yeah, two to a titles, couple yes. NBA, cha- NBA championships. But I, I think that like last series you kind of got like the you wow. know, perfect, a perfect uh, storm of events going on. You had the uh, the Giannis ankle sprain. You had them not shooting well, and I don't know. It's just they they matched up really well in terms of like they can go on huge runs. He can, and the Bucks can't really retaliate with that when Middleton Bruce Middleton goes cold. So I don't know. I just I don't think that he like all of a sudden have the best coach because they beat the Bucks. Matt, who are you? Talking I, about? I think Brad is great. Right. It's, it's not just because of that. It's, I said the other reasons why. Go ahead, Ty. I'm sorry. I was just saying. I think Brad's better. I think okay. Brad's Brad. I think Brad draws out of bounds plays that other coaches steal. I just I don't ever hear that about Eric Spolstra. Okay, that's fine. But I I and I look. I'm not tr- trying to discredit Brad. I think that he's looked a lot better as the players have gone along. Where there was things we were. By the way, hold on. And, mm-hmm. Hold on. Do you have, do you have a spotlight on you to improve your lighting? No, I do not. I had um, that's my TV behind me. I have lights on in here because oh. I was. This I, is my, you like a ring, I think you have like a ring light in front of you. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah I'm doing that for our non, uh, non-video non version of the show. Absolutely. But no, I like, – That's with what Brad, I was going to say. That would be weird. Yeah, that would be strange. But with but with Brad, I think he's – there were things we were yelling, screaming about throughout the course of the season with how he utilized the bench, and now he's kind of figured it out a little bit more, pushing the right buttons. And, and I think he just used the year to test things out a little bit. But Matt, where do you stand on all this? I, I I have a lot of respect for Eric Spolster. I, I I think it'd be hard if you ask me who has the advantage coaching wise. Okay. Uh, I so it's kind of you. I think it's yeah, it's kind of a push. I I think that what this series comes down to is how much does Gordon Hayward play, and is mm-hmm. he a factor? And um, 
I think it, it depends on your, your like I've said, the three guys, Kemba, Brown, and Tatum, since you know, who the hell knows with Gordon. What are they gonna give you a game to you know, game in, game out? But I I think it's important that the Celtics, especially if Hayward's not there, they gotta split in the first two games. Okay. So now they, it comes down to prediction time. And I, uh, you know, of course, with talent, I said it in last series, it's, it's going to win out. And I think the Celtics are the more talented team in this series. Uh, I don't think there's really any question about it. We've, we've already gone over that. But in terms of effort, the Heat are right there. And their three-point shooting is outstanding. I still think this is going to be a close series like the last one. But as we've kind of gone along, I feel a little more confident about the Celtics. And I'm actually going to pick them. In six, they're going to go to the finals. Ty, where do you stand? Celtics in five. Wow. Place your bets in Vegas. It's going to be a five-game gentleman sweep. Wow. I think the Celtics wow. will get red hot. I think this team is going to surprise people. Look, at they played the defending champions that got every goddamn call last series. Last series should never have been a seven-game series. People are doubting the Celtics based upon last series and last series alone, I think. Not doubting them, but I think that they're not giving them their due credit. Like that series, in all honesty, there's a couple bounces. Um, you know, the game three OG shot. You have a couple games that could have gone a different way. That game, the series should have went five, maybe six. That's a damn good champion squad they beat. So I think the, the Celtics team matches up better against the Heat than the Raptors. And so if I thought last series should have gone six, I think they can be an inferior team at five. So I'm going to go Celtics in five in this series. And I think that's kind of probably a hot take to say, but I think yes. that this team is far superior in, in terms of perimeter talent and shot makers and creators. They have all of them. The Heat might be a team that can move great without the basketball, but you know what the best way to stop that, Matt, is to be physical and not let them get to their spots and prevent plays from happening as they're developing. The Celtics don't need plays in order to score. They have Jason Tatum and Kevin Walker and Jalen Brown who can get their own shots and create it without calling a play. The Heat don't have that. Matt, I know you follow that one up. Uh no, that was a really hot take. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna play it I'm gonna play it safe because if, if Gordon Haywood if they Celtics fully healthy, I'd kind of agree with Nick. I'd go Celtics in six. But with that up in the air, I'll go I'll go Celtics in seven. Let's go back to back Celtics and seven. Back to back Celtics and seven. Right way to put way to put it, uh, yourself out there, Matt. Good job. All right. So game one of the series is on Tuesday when you guys will be hearing this. We'll be doing a live show right afterwards over on Twitter at Five Out Pod, and uh, yeah, we will talk. And the audio will be up just like we've been doing it every time. Right afterwards, we will talk to you all then. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.